welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. scripture that uh, I decided we would focus on for our message today is the one that has been read and the one that has been recited. Amen. So everybody knows what it is. Isaiah chapter 9, just the sixth verse and the last phrase in the sixth verse. I want to talk about the Prince of Peace who is Christ Jesus our Lord. And this is the time of the year, of the year rather when we uh, express peace and goodwill. Amen. Toward me. Toward everybody. And so this morning uh, from that verse let me just read it again. For unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Amen. And looking at this uh, message today, I want to establish uh, just three things. First of all, that not everybody enjoys peace. If you want to look at the peace that Jesus gives as the Prince of Peace, the peace that he brought, and then the peace that he gives. Hmm. Peace is a word that conveys wonderful thoughts, wonderful concepts. It is a state of harmony, a state of tranquility. It is the absence of hostility, the absence of mental stress and anxiety. Peace. In the Bible, the word peace is the translation first of the Hebrew word shalom. And that word means completeness, soundness. So when, when a Jew greets another and says, Shalom, he, he's saying, I, I, I pray that you are complete, that you are sound, that nothing is lacking in your life. That's the whole idea of this peace, soundness, completeness. There, there, there are no cracks. Am I talking to somebody? There are no broken spaces, but everything is sealed. Everything is complete. Everything is made whole. The Hebrew word shalom speaks of one's welfare, one peace. 
And there is the Greek word irene, and it often refers to the inner tranquility and poise of the Christian whose trust is in God through Jesus Christ. So when, when Paul greeted the, the brethren and said, Peace be unto you, saying that you have come to God through Jesus Christ. You have placed your confidence in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and as a result, you experience inner tranquility, inner peace, for you are trusting in God. Peace is a quality and a virtue that is sorely needed in the work of the Lord today, in the church in general, let me say it that way. But we understand the first thought is that not everybody has peace. The Bible is clear, Isaiah 48, 22, there is no peace for the wicked, said the Lord. So God said that the wicked will have no peace. A wicked person. And that's a very deep word there. For Jesus in rebuking the Jews, he said you are a wicked and evil generation. Speaking of them all, the wicked have no peace. The glorious promises that God make to those who love him. The Bible is clear here that the wicked have no share in that. The wicked have no peace. The sin of the wicked separates him from God. Isaiah 59 and verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that's why he will not hear you sinful conduct destroys friendship with God in Hebrews or Galatians chapter 5 and from verse 19 down gives us a list of all of those things. Sin prevents true peace of mind. And when there is sin in the life of a child of God, you don't have true peace of mind. Listen to what Isaiah says in chapter 57, verse 20 and 21. But the wicked are like the troubled sea. You know, the sea is rough. When it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt, it goes down to the bottom and it brings up all the mess that is there. So there is no peace, said my God, to the wicked. And so the wicked are in dire need of peace. But let's think about us for a moment as Believers, troubled disciples, I want to call us. 
even those of us who are faithful in our service to the Lord can become troubled sometimes. And our peace can be messed with. And we have a very vivid example in Luke Gospel chapter 10 verse 41. And it's the story of Lazarus' sister named Martha. The Bible says, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. As believers, we can lose our peace when we fail to simplify our priorities. Uh, when we fail to simplify our priorities as Christians, we can lose our peace. Uh, Jesus said to Martha, first he said, you are troubled about many things. But then he said to her, one thing is needful, just one. And so we can lose our peace by allowing ourselves to be troubled about much things. Meaning that we do not simplify our priorities. We do not prioritize them. We do not have them in order. We do not organize them in the right way. And as a result, it messes with our peace. If we get things in the right order as Jesus would have us to, one thing is needful. And once we get that one thing right, amen, and allow everything else to revolve around that one thing that is needful, then, brother, sister, we can experience and enjoy the peace of God. The Bible tells us that we are to follow after those things that are made for peace. As Christians, we have to follow after them. And there are a number of things that are made for peace. If you are a person who is always late, you're not going to have peace. No, you can't have peace because you're always rushing. Ah, you need to learn to hurry up and wait. Hurry up and get yourself there and then wait. Am I talking to somebody? Hurry up and get yourself up here and then wait. Your peace, peace of mind, is of utmost importance as we go through life. Because, brother, sister, there are challenges, there are struggles, there are difficulties that we must deal with. And if we allow our peace to be off track, then we are going to be in real, real trouble. Because there are some things that we can only handle and handle them well when we are at peace. So Jesus says to Martha, one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. I am submitting to us today that 
the things that we allow ourselves to be concerned about are oftentimes legitimate things. Things that we should be concerned about. Yes, things that we should focus on, but if we do not have them in their rightful place, then they can overwhelm us. Mess with our minds. Am I talking with, to somebody today? And so that we don't have that peace that God intends for us to have. The point I'm making here is that situation can shake our peace. Yes, we have it. But situations can mess with it. And that is the reason why we are to simplify our priorities. Get them in order so that we can maintain our peace. The Bible cautions us that the desire to be rich can mess with our peace. Oh yes, it can, it can rob us of our peace. That if our focus is on just achieving and getting this and getting that and doing this and doing that can mess with our peace. We'll not be able to experience that peace that God would have us to for we are not contented and we are troubled about much things. So there is no peace for the wicked. But then we said that Believers can have their peace disturbed by not simplifying their priorities. But then they, they, we can also have our peace disturbed by simply legitimate concerns. Concern for others. Paul the Apostle at times worried over the brethren. And he testified of that in 2 Corinthians 2, 12, 13. He talks about it. He talks about this brother, Epaphroditus, who was troubled. He was worried. For Paul said that he was sick. And he did not want the church to be worrying about his sickness. And so he kept it secret away from them. But then the church found out. And when they found out that he was sick, he was very troubled. He was very worried. And we can find that record in Philippians chapter 2, verses 25, especially verse 26. It says regarding this man, for he longed after you and was full of heaviness because that he had heard that or you have heard that he had been sick. He didn't want them to worry about him. He want them to be concerned about him. He just wanted them to focus on the Lord. And the fact that they knew that he was messed with his peace. And this man was indeed a faithful servant of the Lord. We can allow sorrow to mess with our peace. Yes. And it does mess with our peace from time to time. We are sorrowful over different situations. And we understand that it's not just 
Amen. The unbeliever, but the Christian too. The believer. Or even the Bible tells us of Paul, the elders, uh, when they uh, learned that Paul was going and they would not see him anymore, that they were sorrowful. Yes, they expressed that sorrow. So even the most dedicated servant of the Lord can find him or herself at a point where the peace need to be renewed. That's precisely the point I want to make. That Jesus gives this peace. Mm. He brings peace. And uh, not everybody have peace all the time. There are some times when our peace as Christians is disrupted. But as we look at our text, the Bible tells us that this Jesus came to bring peace. So the Bible says he is the Prince of Peace. So we establish that not everybody has peace all the time, but Jesus came to bring peace. Isaiah said he is the Prince of Peace. Zechariah declared at the birth of John that Jesus would bring peace. The heavenly host that sang, praise God, says that there will be peace in Luke's gospel. Chapter 2, Bible says, and suddenly there was with the angel. A multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So Jesus came to bring peace. Yes, for he is indeed the Prince of Peace. And this was what the apostles taught the people that Jesus came to bring peace. And that it doesn't matter what a person's situation might be, how troubled they may be, Jesus is able to bring peace into your life and into your situation. For he came to bring peace. That is why he came. That we might have peace. Let's consider for a moment now the peace that he offers. First of all, he offers peace with God. Mm. Jesus makes it possible for us humans to have peace with God. Romans chapter 5. In verse 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is important for all of us to be reminded that this peace comes only through Jesus Christ. Not on the merit of anybody. And that is the reason anybody else may I say. And that is the reason why when we go to the Father, we go in Jesus' name. We go in the authority of Jesus. 
Because that is the one that God the Father recognized. His righteousness is being imputed to us. And that makes us righteous in God's sight. Not anything of our own. It's all because of Jesus. So he makes it possible for sinful human beings to have peace with God. It comes only through faith in Him. Without faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, no one can have peace with God. Have to come through Christ, through faith in the finished work that He has done for human beings on the cross of Calvary. It is through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that we have peace with God the Father. Mm. And without peace with God, then no real peace is possible. For in order for us to have peace with God, the soul has to be at peace with itself. And it's the blood of Jesus that brings about that peace. Am I talking to somebody? That when one surrenders his or her life to the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father washed that individual in the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the burden of sin is then removed. Amen. And that soul can be at peace with God. For the soul is, first of all, at peace with itself. Mm. One of the signs that we are not at peace with ourselves is that we can't stay by ourselves. And if, if, if we are ever alone, we have to have all kind of gadget and music and things going on. So we'll just be quiet by ourselves and talk to ourselves. Am I, am I talking to us today? Amen. Speak to ourselves, by ourselves, amen. We are at peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So as a result of being justified by faith in Christ Jesus, we have peace with God, but we also have peace with our fellow men. Jesus break down all barriers. Jesus made peace between both Jews and Gentiles. Ah, for before Jesus came, the Jews were the special privileged people that had access to God. And everybody else were on the outskirts. Of course, that was the rule, the exception we find that God from time to time going to heathen land and touch some individuals. Am I speaking to us? But it was the Jews who were the, the uh, custodian of the things pertaining to God. And so they, there was no agreement because they looked down on everybody else. You're either Jew or you're outcast. No. But God made peace through the Lord Jesus Christ in that 
everybody now goes to God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, whether you're Jew, Gentile, bond free, Jesus Christ is the only way to God the Father. In our generation that we are now living, Jesus the Christ is the only way. In time past, God dealt with people in different ways, but now it is through the Lord Jesus the Christ, the Prince of Peace. Amen. That's why we love this name so much. Can somebody say amen? Although on the, on the outside there is a whole lot of negative that has been said about this name. But we love this name. This name means everything to us. Amen. It's this name that brought life to us. It's this name that brought deliverance to us. The name of Jesus Christ. So we, we love this name. There is no other name on the heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If anybody is going to be saved, amen, there is one name that is needed, and that is the name Jesus Christ. So God the Father brought peace to mankind through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, Jesus make peace. Paul said he has broken down the middle wall of partition that existed between us. And uh, amen. He has removed that out of the way. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us. And nailed it to his cross. And so everybody comes to God the Father at the foot of the cross. For it is the cross that makes the difference. Amen. For us. Hallelujah. So there is peace with mankind. But there is also peace with oneself. Mm. Jesus provides peace that passes all understanding. That at times in our Christian walk, in our pilgrimage, we find ourselves in situations that can trouble our spirits. But the peace that Jesus gives is one that passes all understanding. Human minds cannot grasp the depth of this peace. We cannot wrap our minds around it. It's beyond our understanding. We cannot understand it. Because sometimes we would tend to think that, you know, we have peace because everything is right. The conditions are right. That everything is right. But that's really not how it works. In the midst of trials, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, God gives us peace. And that's why this peace passes understanding human beings cannot fully understand it. It's beyond us. But thank God 
for the Prince of Peace. That Jesus came to give peace. The peace on earth and goodwill to men. Jesus brings peace to families. Ah, uh, yes. He brings peace and stability to families, even those in trouble. But the truth of the matter is that we have to follow his instruction to experience that peace. We have to go according to his rule, according to his dictates. We cannot do our own thing, brother, sister. That's precisely what I'm saying. We have to go according to the instruction that he gives to us. But he offers peace among brethren. Peter, 1 Peter 3, reading from verse 8, he says, Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil, not seeking revenge, that's the idea, or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that you're called that you should receive a blessing. For he who will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And then Paul asks the question, who is it that is going to harm you if you are a follower of that which is good? Not that people will not try but God is going to protect you. And you're a follower of that which is good. So Jesus came to bring peace. Mm, peace in the family. Peace among brethren. In the church. Peace on the job. Wherever, wherever we are. Amen. Jesus brings this peace. Even peace with our enemies. Can I get an amen for this one? Matthew 5, verse 44, Jesus says, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And he demonstrated this, how this works while he was on the cross. In Luke 23, 34, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the Bible says, and they parted his raiment and cast lots. They, they humiliated, they disgraced him. And at the point when they took his clothes and ripped it apart and the one that could not be ripped in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. They said, well, let us not rip this one, but let us gamble for this one. 
and they cast lot to see who would be the recipients of our Lord's clothing. The Bible says, in that moment, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They do not know what they're doing, Father, so forgive them. Jesus came to give peace and is always willing, always ready to give peace. Say, my peace I live with you, a peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. So he says to us, do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I submit to us that there are things that will cause us to be troubled from time to time. And even the day that we are living in this era with this pandemic can cause somebody to be troubled. But Jesus says, do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. Do not. Do what you need to do and go about your affairs. Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. Live your life. Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. Be wise. Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. Don't let the situation bring you down into depression. Don't let it. Don't let it. Rise above it by His grace. Trust in God. God is able to lift you up. God is able to pull you through no matter where you are no matter how low you may have been God is able to lift you up God is able to raise you out of your situation brother sister put your trust in God put your confidence in God amen for there is no impossibility with him none whatsoever with God all things are possible. I'm saying that to say that whatever it is that you are trusting him for today, whatever it is, remember that God cannot fail and that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we may ask or think. So as we are in this season and we reflect on the birth of our Savior, his coming to earth was that he would bring peace. And for those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have become recipients of that peace. Let us share that peace. Amen. For there are many who are troubled. Let us share that peace with somebody. Let us pass it on. Let us touch somebody's life. Amen. With the peace that God has given to us. And if you have not yet started with Jesus, now is the time to start. Now is the time to begin that journey so you can experience this peace which passes all understanding. Amen. And amen. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, 
the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Peace be upon you, my brothers and sisters. May his peace abide with all of us as we go through this season and beyond. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you, we adore you. You are God and you are God alone. Beside you there is no other. We thank you for sending your only Son into this world to die in our place, to reconcile us back to you, Lord, so that we can have peace with you. Thank you for this peace which passes all understanding that causes us to triumph even over our circumstances, over our difficulties. We give you praise, Lord. We give you thanks. I pray if there's one listening to this message today who have not yet surrendered to you, that, oh God, today would be the day they would say, yes, I need Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Save somebody today, Lord. Renew somebody today, Lord. Strengthen somebody today. Grant peace to somebody today. We give you thanks. And we give you praise, dear God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody in the house is not yet saved? Anybody joining us online who is not yet saved? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And today you can't be saved if you would only give him a chance in your life. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.